Listener Production. Like a milkman from the olden days, delivering milk to your place at 5am every morning. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Bro, did you see that roundworm that got pulled from the lady's head? Oh, I did not see it. I read about it in Canberra, right? A medical yeah. marvel. I know. It was. It looks so long and wriggly. 64 years old, woman from New South Wales, um, was getting abdominal pain, diarrhea, fever and night sweats. 16-month medical ordeal unfolded, according to abc.net.au. So, eight-centimetre parasitic roundworm, alive and wriggling. In the brain. Yeah. So, apparently, the worm is believed to have come from the faeces of a carpet python. So, she she apparently got this when she was out foraging for greens that she was cooking in her kitchen. And so, a carpet got pooed on by a snake. Is that good luck or bad? Like... Because a bird's good luck. What do you mean? Well, you know, you get pooed on by a bird. You're like, well, it's good luck. Well, eating snake poo, I don't think is any, there's no good luck in that. Well, she ate it. Well, she ate, obviously a snake pooped on some lettuce <laughs> that she was foraging and then ate it. How else would it, would it possibly be happening? <laughs> I don't know. I saw, saw that massive snake climbing in a tree in Queensland, like a five-metre python. You could walk underneath that oh and get a... Oh, my God. Bro, I saw that video. And do you know what? This is terrifying. I wasn't going to talk about it today. Mm. But... Oh, look, let's... Anyways. <laughs> we Well, we found a snake skin out the side of our house. And now I'm scared that there's a snake in our house because the door was left open. And now I'm like, oh, my God, is there, is there a snake wriggling around in our sheets? Well, just make sure the old brain's closed, mate, so a little ringworm doesn't wriggle well, in there either. Well, I sleep either. with my mouth open. Who knows where the snake might be pooping? <laughs> Excuse me, but this gob would be a perfect throne for that, for that python. Anything that snuck into our house. Oh, mate. All right. Tell you what, well, I, hope the, I hope the snake doesn't listen to our podcast. It'd bloody be slithering past us going, yeah, this guy talks enough shit. <laughs> <laughs> might, might as well time time yeah. for me to give it back, eh? Well, we're going to go from <laughs> talking about snakes using our mouths as toilets to the Australian voice to parliament. Uh, a big discussion uh, yeah, no, happening. Get serious. happening get serious. And that's the light and shade of this incredible audio experience we like to call Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I absolutely hate it when this happens. <laughs> What's that? You uh, <sighs> open your crypto wallet again? Oh, <laughs> I've stopped. I've given up. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, you're the uh, emoji with the covering the eyes. Just what I can't see, can't hurt me. There's two black holes in my apps, and that's the NRL tipping app and the crypto wallet app. They yep. are both, they don't exist anymore. Yep, they're done. No, the other thing that, absolutely, that I absolutely can't stand is when someone who I regularly, regularly disagree with. Mm-hmm says something reasonable in the media and it kills uh, me. Yes. It absolutely kills me. It happened recently. There's always a link to the article from the satirical news site, The Onion, which is like devastating. Worst person you know <laughs> makes a great point. 
Exactly. Exactly. One of the worst It happened recently (laughs) with Rose Gold. I was watching the Rose Gold, this documentary about the Boomers, the Australian basketball team. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Shout out to the director, uh, Matthew Adekponye, by the way, who, oh, this is a whole other topic. We're going to have to talk about this. Got a full other segment to do before we get to your point. Well, should well, so just another day of Matt Nellix. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, Andrew Bogut was on that, and I've had disagreements online with Andrew Bogut before. You have had Bogut beef, in exactly, the past. exactly. But Bogey he was on beef. The, he was on the documentary. I was like, damn it, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed his commentary on this particular <laughs> subject, not on other things, but I've enjoyed it on this. And and what shocked me the other day was when. Very vocal political commentator and someone who I regularly have disagreed with in the Australian, as a writer in the Australian, and also a public media figure in Sky News, which by default usually goes against most of the things that I believe in. Mm -hmm. It pained me to hear this kind of logic coming (laughs) from one of their key commentators, Chris Kenny. Okay, so first you're going to hear Gary Johns make some pretty disparaging statements with regards, you know, he's a no voice campaigner. That's fine. Have your opinion, whatever. But he's going to make some statements. Chris Kenny is going to reply, I'm going to be gobsmacked. Yes, case does not want to answer the simple question. Why can't some Aboriginal children read, write and speak English? Why can't they integrate into our open society, just as Noel Pearson has, just as Marcia Langton has, just as Jacinta and Warren have. Now, what on earth has that question got to do with the yes case? You see, this has become the tactic of the no campaign. Raise any Indigenous issue, complain about any aspect of Indigenous activism, raise fears about treaties, reparations, or, or even welcomes to country, and use that against the voice. Now, these are all legitimate areas for debate and discussion, of course, but the thing is, none of these issues are what we'll be voting on. The referendum question is about recognising Indigenous Australians in the Constitution through a voice, and the voice is advisory only, so it can't do anything except make suggestions to government. It can't deliver a treaty, it can't impose reparations, and it certainly can't ensure that everyone passes English at school. Only Parliament can do these things. Now, you'd hope a voice might have some useful advice on these and other issues. Issues which, by the way, will be debated every day, voice or no voice. Honestly, it hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing that. Now, I don't... I, I don't, just, you don't have, it doesn't hurt you when people use common sense and logic no, to talk. No, 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 look, I don't want to go any further into the debate, okay? What I, what I just wanted to point out was that Chris Kenny was able to highlight actual facts, okay? There was mm-hmm. no, there's no left or right about his statement. Those, those are just the facts. And I think that sometimes we forget what actually this debate is going to be about. So I just wanted to sort of go, wow, okay, this is shocking to me sometimes. I saw that. It's not too shocking to me because I was, you know, quote unquote, doing my own research, which everyone tells you to do at this particular point in time. We've all got the internet, guys, so we all know how to Google. As someone said, 
search is not research. (laughs) (laughs) But looking at how the Uluru dialogues came about, what the Uluru statement from the heart is, and also the committees of coming about and going, okay, how are we going to put this into referendum? And when they say, you know, opponents of the voice say calling it divisive, it's like, no, I think they've got people. I can't remember if it was Chris Kenny himself exactly, but from memory was Jeff Kennett, former liberal Victorian uh, premier was in there as well, alongside um, incredible indigenous activists. They got everyone together. It's like, we want to bring everyone on board for this. Can we all together help design this? And so, yeah, I think Chris has known a bit about the process for Well, quite Chris a while. has been it's, a part of the process. That's it. He was there doing it, even though of, often he says things that boil my blood. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's why I would say it's not divisive in that it's attempting to get everyone's opinion and that sort of thing. And what do you mean the, it's not divisive? It's, it's terrible at the moment. The way that people are discussing these matters at the moment are disgusting. Graceful. It's terrible. Oh, it's garbage. Of course it's divisive. The, and the thing that Chris said, I don't think it was in that bit of audio, he also said, and this is the thing that boiled my blood, liberal ministers to his face said, we're going to support the no side so we can wedge Anthony Albanese, <laughs> hopefully make it lose, and then he'll drop in the polls and we can come back to power. Yeah, I to know, use... Something as important to make up for over 200 years of absolute garbage that has been subjected to our first people as a political stunt is abhorrent. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. I mean, if they were that good, they'd just use their skill to beat the current. Like, there's nothing saying they shouldn't be able to beat the current government. Just be better. Just be better than them. Do it. And you can be. <laughs> Don't use hostages as it. Yeah, you can be. I beg you to be better. Mm. We all want you to be better. But um, as Chris also don't says, use this there are debate. various, it's, a, it's something to be talked about. There are various things, but making up things or throwing red herrings into the mix isn't the case. We'd love to hear from you. I think as Australia gets closer to this momentous day, we'd love to get uh, your thoughts, any questions, concerns, queries, just comments. We'd love to hear from you as well. I think it's a good open discussion because in a conversation I had with someone from the Uluru Dialogues, they were saying, we can't rely on, you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people make up 3% of the population. Them alone, they themselves are not going to be able to get this referendum over the line. It's going to take non-Indigenous people getting behind it and answering that invitation of the Uluru Statement from the Heart to try and get this happening. And it, But then it also doesn't help that there are vocal Indigenous people in the, in the media, within Parliament, who are saying that we don't agree with it either. So yep. I think there's so much confusion. So if you're confused about that, Exactly. Please get in touch. <laughs> Please, I, I want to know as well. Let me mm. like let us know what you think. Yeah. And the the last thing we want to do is in the future wishing we'd talked about it more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as Beforehand, well. it is super exactly. important. And so, yeah, I think it's something we should cover here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> well, Alex Dyson, I mean. We were talking about changes to the constitution in the last uh, break. Yep. And I mean, God, I'm, do I, am I, I had to look in the mirror. I'm like, am I Tom Tilly? What's <laughs> happened here? Am I, have I turned into a leading political commentator? Mm. Um, but actually, no, nah, it's just what's happening. It's what has, what's happening in the news. And we're all, we're all likely to be thinking about it. Absolutely. But, so it's the benefit of a daily podcast. Keep up to date with the times. Oh, well, you want to know what's up to date with the times. I mean, we talk about 
this whole the voice thing is talking about changes to the constitution, right? Mm-hmm. Now we know you know that uh, America is very loyal to their constitution. They well. do not. <laughs> Well, I mean, the gun stuff, isn't that all about their constitution? Yeah, the Second Amendment. Yeah. Funny thing is, it's like, it's like, no, we can't change it to the Second Amendment. I'm like, yeah, repeat what you just said. Amendment. You amended the constitution. <laughs> it <Okay>. can <laughs> be changed. It's literally an amendment. <laughs> Why are you not, so precious about I didn't about think about this? that. <laughs> what? what do you mean? Yeah. Just get the old word doc, yeah. edits, comment. Amend it uh, again. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, anyway, whatever, 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 whatever. Okay. We've got our constitution too. One thing mm. I did not realize, right? Mm. And this is, uh, this j- dropped my jaw when I saw it in the news. So did you hear about this uh, New Zealand MP, Jamie Strange? <laughs> All right. Sounds made up, but yep, go on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's like... That's like when I found out the um, the new leader of the New South Wales opposition in like uh, the uh, yeah the new leader of New South Wales opposition is called Mark Speakman, Speakman. and it just felt like totally <laughs> named by AI. Just like yeah, would, what would we call this guy? He's like uh, Mark Speakman. <laughs> um, so, anyways, Jamie Strange has said, and it has, well, actually has reminded his country on mm-hmm. his, in his final sitting of the uh, New Zealand parliament this month, um, where he's reminded them that it is in Australia's constitution mm-hmm. that New Zealand is able to become a seventh state of Australia, should they desire. Love yep. it. Love knowing, I mean... We wouldn't even need a referendum. None of this stuff. It's just if you guys want <laughs> it's already in there, yep. to be a part of this shit. Oh, we'd have a know? pretty bloody good rugby team. Oh, exactly. Um, it would still be all the New Zealand players, but we'd get to cheer we'd, for them. Well, the gear, I'll tell you what, the bench would be strong, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, top tier bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so... Suddenly Barnaby's out there. Did you see him on the Today Show? I think it was. He mm. was saying, "Look, we've, why are we having two defence forces? Why have we got two different monetary policies? Mm. Should be a single policy," is what he said on the Tuesday yeah. um, show of today. What do you think? Why what can't? Think? Why is it a kiwi fruit? Why can't it be all of our fruits? Hashtag <laughs> not all fruits. <laughs> I don't. I mean, if they wanted to be. They sh- they can and should. I mean, would you? Do you think that they should be? Um, if yeah, if they want, I don't mind. That's fine. It's beautiful there. I mean, it's great. It is nice people. It'd give us another. Qu- tell you what, a quick travel. You wouldn't have yeah. to line up, would you? No, less of a line if you're heading over the ditch. Um, Independent Senator Jackie Lambie, according to news.com.au, said she thought the change would bring a massive benefit to Tasmania. For for what reason? I don't know. Maybe shorter, <laughs> shorter flights. Well, I thought it'd be like if anything, it'd be a I danger to Tasmania. Yeah, I'd that's be what like, I thought. I thought. I'd be like, why would I go a, to? T- I, if, to me, that sounds like if you're, you know, the mainland was in like a monogamous relationship with Tasmania, and then said, "Oh, we want to spice it up with another island," you know, <laughs> little side piece, little side piece. And now suddenly you're struggling for the both islands are struggling for the mainland's attention. Suddenly because they're new and fresh, we're going over there a lot, and Tasmania is like, what about me? Oh yeah, do you know what? That is typical heteronormative 
old school way of thinking. Well, because I'm just saying. You don't think, you don't think that islands couldn't get freaky with each other, mate? Bro, oh, bro, yeah. I'm just saying the pollies <laughs> should think very, very long and hard about making us poly when it comes to little <laughs> island states, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's a Maine's world, mainland. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's in Alex Dyson's world. Mate, these islands could get something freaky going on. Suddenly they're like, mm. check out our little offspring, Why Lord Howe, <laughs> King, Bruni. Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're like, oh, but what about us? They're like, stuff is. Yeah, we would be, uh, we'd be old and stale, wouldn't we? Oh, mate. But anyways, I did want to think, look, if, if New Zealand is thinking about it, I just want to offer a couple of pros. Mm. You know, to come and join the dark side, come over, be a part of what we got going on. Mm -hmm. All right. Just so we can get through customs a little bit quicker. I'm Mm. willing to give up these few things for you. New Zealand has already been a new place once before, right? New Zealand. All we'll need to do is cross out Zealand and make you new Australia. Ironically, that would make Australia new New Zealand. (laughs) All the things that we've stolen from New Zealand will officially be returned. Mm -hmm. Russell Crowe, Lamingtons, Pavlova. Did we steal Lamingtons, New Zealand? No, I don't think we did. Farlap, then. Crowded house. Crowded house. (laughs) They're all yours again. They're returned like nothing's happened. All that damage that we did. Wait. So we're returning it by stealing the country as well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'll be called, instead of Stockholm Syndrome, you can call it the Auckland Ailment. (laughs) See? We'll make them think that they were part of it all along. It works out perfectly. New Zealand will finally get some interesting animals. Mm. I mean, come on. The kiwi is fine. Yeah, you reckon they need more? What about that parrot it's got over there? Like the oh. world's biggest ground-running parrot. That's sick. Mate, no one cares about birds. <laughs> actively, people people actively yes, hate birds. Yes, they do, and they, no. they're called twitches. <laughs> no, birds Bird suck. Bird watchers. Birds are terrible. Birds are for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Marsupials are for far cool beer dudes. <laughs> That was a bigger stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Marsupials, Farkoolbeals, dude. That was a bigger stretch than, you know, the bungee record at Queenstown (laughs) Adventure Park. Unbelievable. When you turn up five hours late to a meeting, you can say, I thought we were running on Western Australia time. (laughs) See, the time zones get even more cooked. We'd have like six of them. Yeah, it'd be the most cooked time zones of anywhere in the world. It'd be like 6am in New Zealand and probably 8pm in WA or something like that. Anyway, it gets us closer <laughs> to the fact that it's 12 o'clock somewhere is actually true. <laughs> yeah, in our own country. <laughs> in our own country. So there you go, New Zealand. Come and join us. Good times. We'll see you here soon, team. This is All Day Breakfast. Where the bloody hell are ya?
And now it's time for... Mind blown. Blown away. That's right. Matt O'Kine, the Factmeister General, comes in and blows our minds every single week with knowledge and truth. Now, one of the things I've gotten caught in recently is like a Twitter hole on Inst- uh, on Twitter, on X, I should say, uh, threads. No, well, threads <laughs> on Twitter, which is now X. Not threads oh boy. on Instagram, which is the new thing. Which is what it's but, called. You know, originally Twitter threads used to be called threads and now Twitter is called X. Anyway, the point is understanding why places are the way that they are. You know, moving to Brisbane. The one would be Venice for me, not Brisbane. Well, I mean, I did, I did look at something where Venice was built on millions of tree stumps that have been kind of like fossilized in the swampy sort of water. And basically it's like over thousands of years have just turned into this incredible city, but really it's just stumps of wood that got taken from Northern Italy. I mean, that, that to me in itself, that they were doing that 2000 years ago is freaking amazing. You can barely bloody build a house here, mate. You look at a few of these, you see the bloody TikTok inspector going around, these non-compliant new builds. I know. Can't make the frames match the walls, reach the walls. Are you kidding me? Hey, you got stumps all over the place. It's called a right angle, mate. Look it up. Hey. <laughs> right. So anyways, one of the downfalls, I will say, of Brisbane Uh-oh. and Melbourne. Oh, 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 what? Is the climate. Now, I get quite angry that Brisbane is not a walkable city. Now, one of the reasons why it is not so walkable is because of hills. Yep. This place is hilly. The other reason why it's not so walkable is because it's freaking hot. Mm. Okay. So for about, so coming from Sydney, Sydney has about two bad weeks in summer and two bad weeks in winter. Brisbane. i say it's got more bad weeks in summer. No, it's Brisbane. It rains got a about, lot in Brisbane. I mean, Sydney. Two months worth of bad summers. And likewise, Melbourne. It's bloody winter for months. Now, all of these, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's winter for more than the regular what, like amount three? of months. <laughs> like three of them? It's winter in for more row. than the... In a row, can I say? <laughs> anyway, look, there are really interesting dissections of why, say, Cairo became the city that it is based mm. on its you know, proximity to the river and where, the, where that runs and all this sort of stuff. There's so much interesting stuff. And one of the things I find interesting is how London was formed. Now... London being quite a safe city based on a river, difficult to get to at times. The weather can actually be better than it is in Sydney, as we've seen recently. I would argue against that. but It's true. Well, the, the weather that rained more in Sydney in a year than it did in London, mm. right? Because just because London's always drizzly, the actual <laughs> amount of rain, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sydney surpassed it by miles last but year. These, these bloody rain thin, pathetic droplets. <laughs> We're bloody in Australia. Such mate. beta rain. <laughs> uh, is that all you've got? Clouds? Got some absolute chad water drops <laughs> dropping from the sky. So, anyway, what I found interesting is that London is situated higher, higher in latitude, further away from the equator in latitude than New Zealand's most southern city. Really? So Queenstown, closer to the equator than London. 
I found that, I, I'm sorry, I found that really interesting. Oh, Bron's shaking her head at me. I'm more impressed about the uh, London rain fact that you just said. That Sydney had more rain than London? Yeah, because I don't believe you. It absolutely happened. It yeah, but that's, surpassed... that's why it's mind-blowing. <laughs> Sydney more rain than London. <laughs> the, that, Sydney passed, last year, Sydney surpassed rains London by like day 200 and something. Mm. But it looks like uh, we're going to have the hottest summer of all time in Australia as well. That's what they're all saying as well. So that'll be good. Oh, I can't wait to jump on the bike and ride some of the vertical hills in this tropical sunshine state of mine. Absolutely scorching. So thank you, historical ignoring of climate change. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what about this? Melbourne, Australia, same for, same distance from the, equi- from the equator as Mykonos in Greece. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to um, head down the Yarra topless and get that <laughs> fake tan and just get pump the beast. Get that sexy beast ta- tan going. Have you got some drilling in your studio? Interesting. I think someone's drilling, yeah. <laughs> That's what you need at a bloody radio studio, isn't it? Oh, they're probably just, uh, you know, drilling into their brains, man. Some of these <laughs> mad facts. That's it. All right. Well, let's check out a listener mind blown right now. You can always get them through matt.n.alex. Send us a little voice memo with a fact that's been blowing your mind, as Cooper has done. Cooper's fact is regarding chess. Yeah, hey, boys. Just listen to your uh, Wednesday episode. There was a bit of a, a, bit of a laugh midway uh, about the physicality and is chess a sport? Just thought I could probably throw this towards mind blown now. Uh, massive, massive use of your, your blood sugars and elevated heart rate and whatnot thinking. There's actually been studies where people in grandmaster tournaments and, you know, highest level competitive lose weight over the course of a tournament. I'm talking like tens of pounds or whatnot. It's all American data. And then uh, they've done some monitoring where a grandmaster used... 560 calories in a two-hour game of uh, chess, equivalent to an hour's worth of tennis. So there you go. Damn. I mean, I'm fighting back the urge to make some sort of disparaging (laughs) chess remark, but actually those figures, Mm. I have to say, they're pretty impressive. That's pretty good. That's better than I did one time at footy. I remember I was playing in a team and we got weighed before and after the game. I'd like to see how much, you know moisture and everything you lose and everything. Wait, after the game, I'd put on like a half a kilo. What? So really? Yeah, I'd put on weight playing a full game of AFL footy. Oh. How that so, was that were you drinking water in the half time break or something? God, I must have been. Um well geez, I got it I got a five hundred and sixty calories. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. Hey, I've got to play some of this grandmaster yeah. style chess. You start putting the little pieces under your arm. Belinda's like, where are you off to? And you're like, I'm hitting the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jim, we're playing a game of chess. <laughs> I love how like the, the like, of course, if you're playing chess, you'd want to be called a grandmaster. Like that's like so elevated. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am yeah. a grandmaster. Oh, you move little pieces of plastic on a board, mate. <laughs> We just had the world champs in athletics. Why isn't, you know, Australian pole vault or Nina Kennedy the grand master of pole Exactly. <laughs> Gotta get that happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, no, nah, shout out to all the chess players. It's time we like, we get to hit the boards again, Dice. So we haven't had a little game for a while. Wouldn't mind playing a little something, something. Care to make it interesting? Is there any way that we can do like some sort of big mm. test chess thing? If only there was some way to... Play a game of chess online or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, 
I guess it, we'll never know <laughs> if that's possible or not. Shout out to all the chess lovers out there. We love you. Thank you very much for listening to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And we hope you will see us again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.